This is the first video in the section, um, you know, if the CEO is not on board, right? So in these videos, I'll assume that you're not the CEO, right? That you're racing to go, but that the CEO um, of your organization, um, you know, just doesn't see things this way, you know, uh, doesn't want to go in this direction. And I'll also assume that you are a manager of some sort, that, that you have some authority, some remit over, over a team. Um, but, you know, you're not at the top of the organization. And you might remember from uh, the book Reinventing Organizations that I believe that there are two necessary conditions for an organization as a whole to make sort of a, a leap, right? To make a, a radical shift to a new form of management. And one is that the CEO is on board and um, even better is sort of actively driving this. Um, and the second idea is that the, that the board um, uh, that is on top of that or the ownership um, is also on board um, or at least isn't, you know, uh, afraid or isn't stopping this. Um, and yeah, um, a few years in, I still believe that to be the case. I still believe that that is necessary for the organization as a whole to make a shift. And, and I still believe that it's somewhat naive to think that um, you can do something in your own corner of the organization and that that will be just so obviously successful that the CEO wouldn't then just say, oh, wow, well, wonderful, let's all do that. Um, I, I know that some people sometimes have this hope and I have simply never seen it play out. And the reason for that is that what we're talking about here isn't simply a new set of management tools. It is really fundamentally a whole different way to think about power, about wholeness, about purpose. It's, it's just something that if that's not how you look at the world, um, even if it's successful, it feels weird, strange, and you know, it's hard for you to embrace. Um, so yeah, um, th then you know, I, I often get people telling me, okay, so you know, I, I, I'm planning to convince the CEO um, by you know, giving him your book or another book, or um, people asking me, yeah, um, you know, are there some studies that prove that if you do this, um, you know, you'll be more successful? You know, um, and and I believe that you know, convincing. Uh, with rational arguments is simply not possible. I've I never ever try it and I've never seen it be successful. Um, again, what we're talking about here is for the CEO at some point to grow from one perspective of the world that looks as organization as a machine, that looks at people as components of a machine, to looking at the world in a whole different way, that to organization as living organisms. It's a capacity to show up entirely differently. It's it's a capacity to have your own ego in check. I mean, it's, it's a really profound transformation that um, for some people happens only um, after they're going through sometimes really difficult things in their own life. And, you know, that changes them so much that they grow into a different person. And so I've never, ever seen somebody grow in a new perspective simply because you present them rational arguments. Um, I wish that was true. Um, because then, believe me, I would write the most rational arguments I could. I, I, I simply don't believe that's, that's possible. Um, so if your CEO isn't on board, if your CEO looks at the world, say, from a predominantly orange um, perspective, then I think 
your best shot is at trying to make um, you know, your part of the organization or help the whole organization become the healthiest version of itself. So the healthiest orange version of itself, right? Um, because if you say, like, you know, when this orange mechanistic perspective, you know, it can be um, extraordinarily stifling and political and bureaucratic and fear-based, but you also have orange organizations that, you know, provide a lot of degrees of freedom by giving management by objectives, and you can have quite a trust-based orange organization. So in, at every stage, you can have um, unhealthy and healthy forms of organizations. And um, I would suggest that that might be a best shot if you want to really affect a whole organization, is to do what people would call a horizontal transformation, going from unhealthy to healthy, rather than a vertical transformation, you know, going to something entirely new that um, the CEO and top management um, simply won't understand, they won't be able to, um, to accept. Now I say all of this and I know that maybe that this answer isn't good enough for you, right? Maybe there's part of you that will say, you know, I understand that I won't transform the whole organization, but within my own domain, you know, I, I, will, I will just, you know, introduce some TL practices. Um, and yeah, by any means, you know, go ahead. Um, and I, I, I'm fully with you. I, I, I think, you know, for some people, maybe that's you. you. You simply cannot do otherwise. There's something simply in you where you say, I can't go on being a manager in, in the old way. I, I simply have to do it in a new way. Um, or you do it because you say, hey, you know, I, I understand that I most likely won't affect the whole system, but you know, evolution works in mysterious ways. Maybe some of the people that, you know, will be part of this experiment, maybe in 10 years they will become CEO of an organization. Maybe they will, uh, you know, create a startup. Maybe, you know. Um, so even though this might only be something limited, I'm still willing to go. And some people would say that's, in some ways, that's unfair what you're doing because um, most likely what's going to happen is that, you know, you're going to create an extraordinarily bubble that is going to feel extraordinarily vibrant for people in there. That is going to be almost an awakening for people. Um, and then three years down the road, you know, that experiment stops and the rest of the organization gobbles up that thing again, right? Because you will have moved to another place because, you know, you'll become a manager somewhere else or because at some point you will decide to leave the organization. And then I've seen this happen, you know, people in your team um, might have had an enormous hope, you know, and, and really opened up. And then for them, it's often even worse than before. And a lot of these people end up leaving. And so some people say that's, that's unfair to create that hope. And I don't quite see it that way. Even if it can be really hard for some people, and a lot of the people in your team might end up leaving, I still feel that in their own lives, they will have blossomed and they will leave for good reasons to go somewhere else. So yeah, it's up to you to, to I think, make that choice and that call. Um, am I willing to um, do something in my domain um, with the full knowledge that I most likely won't be able to transform the whole organization? Um, and if the answer to that is yes, um, then I think there's fundamentally two ways to do it. And I'll talk about this in, in two upcoming videos, right? One is, 
um, that you'll be open about it and try to negotiate with top management. Um, sort of a protected space, you know, a little laboratory where you're allowed to do things differently, or you simply get started and you do it under the radar screen. But before I talk about these two videos, um, I want to ask you a very personal question before you get going. And that question I will address in the next video, and it's this question. How far are you willing to go? Perhaps you've noticed there is no paywall, no monthly membership to access this video series. That's because the videos live in the gift economy. This is how it works. I gift everything that goes into making the videos, my time, energy, and insights, and you get to choose what feels right to gift back. Please take a moment to reflect on what would feel good to give in return to help me continue doing this work. Thank you.